Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, guys and gals. How you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie Soul to Keep. And this is a demonic ritual type of movie. And it's about these young people partying in the house. Yeah, the usual, you know. And um, they enjoyed themselves. So one of the guys went down the basement and found this ritual being set, like a ritual being set up in the basement. So the the girls and the guys have this idea about doing a satanic ritual to see if they could conjure up a demon with demonic possession. And, um, you know, this movie is predictable in a way, but it's it's kind of like, but what pays it off to me in this movie to making me to like it even more was the twists and turns, you know. Once the movie progressed, once you get to the demonic possession stage, when one of the victims being possessed with a demon and ready to suck the souls out of each different individuals in the house, and so it's pretty much a fight for survival to stop the demon, you know. But and as like I said, the movie progresses. It's like a whole another story. You find that there's a twist and turn that you can find out that it's this is like a setup, you know, like who's behind it and stuff. And um and then you get another plot story to it, which is another twist and turn, you know. And I kind of like stuff like that, you know. I mentioned that in one of my past reviews from another horror movie I reviewed recently, and I just forgot it was a few months ago actually. But anyway. That's, this is what how how Soul to Keep is, you know. It's pretty much a demonic possession genre movie, but but it's pretty it's a pretty good one. I really did enjoy it though, and um, especially I like the lead actress who's the deaf girl. I actually like her too, and you definitely gonna enjoy her character in the in the movie how she handles herself in this in this situation. So um, Soul to Keep, I highly recommend this movie. Definitely check it out. Yeah, I admit when you get to the end, it, it is. Kind of predictable, you know, you can figure it out, but, you know, what else is new in the horror movie, right? Anyway, peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today, I'll be talking about the movie Spaceship Terror from 2011. And let me just say, I'm kind of like a sucker for, when it comes to movie genres, there's a few things I'm a sucker for when it comes to the horror genre alone. And one thing I'm a sucker for is bad green screen work or bad blue screen work and you know what I actually like this movie um, it's again not, no movie ain't perfect you know um, but this movie is about a, a female crew you know with one guy with one guy but of course he's gonna die later on in the movie no spoiler, spoiler. let's just get, get rid of him out the way one time but anyway these girls crash landed on this planet and saw this UFO ship they decide to enter the ship when it says the Terror on it, which is pretty obvious, you know. I mean, it's a bad ship if you're gonna enter with a Terror, Why would you enter it? But they did anyway. And 
they kind of see what it's like. The ship is like empty. Until a girl starts screaming in her panties, and she's like shivering like a crackhead, you know. And she's saying, telling these females, "You're in a death ship. You're going to get killed." But you know what? They stay in the ship anyway. And once these women stay on the ship, they realize that there's a killer on the ship, and he wants to play cat and mouse with these girls. And once he captures these girls, he starts torturing them, you know. And the, and the movie does drag, though, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's a, you expect that from a movie like this, you know. Um, the green screen work, you can tell, is done with, by how the ship is set up. And, you know, I, I mean, I kind of like it in a personal level because I kind of, like I said, I'm a sucker for bad green screen or blue screen work, you know. But I kind of enjoy it for, for the bad movie this movie is. But, you know, the girl's trying to, so, but the point is, the girl's trying to survive against this one killer that owns the ship. And you find out that every time he kills someone, he gives them a code in blood, you know. And if you use this code, you can escape the ship with the space pod, you know. But um, it's pretty much a survival, survive, bad survival movie, pretty much. But Spaceship Terror, personally, I enjoyed it for what it is. So if you're into bad movies or bad B movie with bad green screen work, then you're going to like this one at least. Anyway, peace out and see you later. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie Stabbed in the Face, and this is a shadow video horror movie, very low budget, um, and I, I like these type of movies, it's a genre that is coming back in this era, and um, long time, like in the 80s, and so on, it, it was like a craze pretty much, especially in the 80s video VHS craze. Um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, I, I know how I keep on saying it. And been a while since I talked about my last channel video movie, so I'm gonna do it again. S stop crapping on these type of movies. If you're not into this genre of this style with the homemade camera angle, low budget special effects, and they make it what works, you know, they try the best, you know, then you know what? This this style isn't for you, you know. So guys and gals, step away because I've seen a lot of reviews for these channel video movies done in this era, and they just get crapped on. You know, now stabbing to the face. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a perfect shadow video horror movie, but I can understand what they're going with. You know, um, this is a homage of an '80s slasher. It was about a, a group of young adults going to this um, house that was uh, having a bad history about this woman called a man cheating on her, and he, she got she got going on a killing spree until her final end. You know. Her outcome in the, in the in the story when the guy was telling it, so he tells his, so this guy that told the story was telling his friend, hey, let's go check this house out. You might see some ghosts or whatever on Halloween day. So they go to his house, they go to a party. Meanwhile, you got this killer that escaped, and then he comes to the house before them, pretty much. Now, let me tell you what why a lot of people might have most of the problem with this movie. This movie just drags with the talking. A lot of talking. Now, you got a good, nice nudity scene, you know, in the flashback story, and one of the girls, she's just a hoe. And a cast of the characters are like your typical slasher movie characters, you know, that you'll see. But it's like, it's like mixed around. You got a zombified woman-like. You got a circle in the house. You got another killer in the house. Let's put it like that. You got ghost imagery, let's put it like that too. So it's like mixed around, you know. 
Now the low budget and special effects doesn't bother me. Especially I like the speak for me, I love the special effects. But you gotta wait towards the last act of the movie when it kinda developing more, you know, when it kinda builds up to the, a lot of kill scenes. You know. But besides that, I I personally enjoy the movie. Again, it's not the best, but still enjoyable to watch, you know, in my opinion. Anyways, stabbed in the face. Check it out if you would like to. Peace out and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today we talking about Full Moon movie. Yeah, I know. Full Moon movies in this era, I'm going to be honest with you, they're not being good at me. They're not treating me good, but hopefully next year with the with the Blade Puppet Master spinoff next year and Subspecies 5 next year, which I'm really excited for. And there's a few other movies for movies to release next year also. There are sequels and new also, but um, I'm not interested in those movies to be honest with you. Just the Blade spinoff and um, Subspecies 5 I care about. But definitely, if you want to check my Subspecies review and Vampire Journal was, I guess, like a side story to Subspecies. All, all those reviews are here. Those are like my past reviews. But meanwhile, I'll be talking about Stitches for 2001. I know there's another horror movie called Stitches with the Killer Clown. And I think there's a lot of horror movies called Stitches, if I'm corrected. But like I said, this is from 2001. Full Moon Video, Charles Band, Brook Walter, or Brook Water. I, I hope I'm saying his last name right. But he, he's one of the kids of independent horror movies, you know. Anyway... Stitches, check this out. This is about a demon, right? That disguises herself as an old woman. She stitched human skin. So she decided to go to this house with a bunch of old, with a bunch of like old people, young couple, and young woman, like a young lady and a housekeeper, and they just sustain this house, talking, just talking and chatting, and it's like a boarding house pretty much. Um, and then the demon, the, the old woman demon enters the house. And her goal is to persuade them, to seduce them, you know, like in a way, like, trying to give them what they want. And if they fail, she's pretty much going to sew their skin, you know, into paper dolls. Yes, I kid you not, paper dolls. And later on in the movie, these paper dolls do attack people. Believe it or not, it's like, yo, what the fuck, you know. Um, with this being a full moon movie, expect the quality of that time, like 2001 or so. How it is, you know, it's super low budget, super cheap. Um, it, it's not really super low budget. The camera quality is pretty good in this movie. What I mean, if I say super low budget, it has to be like a shadow video type of movie. But of course, it's for moon, so it's not shadow video, so my fault. So I apologize for that part. But it's like a typical for moon video movie, you know. Um, I mean, I kind of like the concept of the demon using so using her sewing machine to stitch human skin into the paper doll. But you you only see like one scene of that, and mainly it's just like glimpses, like cut cut scenes that like you know she's doing it, but they're not showing you in detail, you know, except for that one part. Um, to me, the fault is I wish they showed more of the demon, how how the demon looks without the old woman's skin. You only see only see you only see that part in the beginning of the movie, you know. I kind of like how the demon look, you know, just typical devil looking woman with black claws and horns. But you know, it's when you have so it's pretty much the demon trying to collect souls, and you have one survivor trying to like stop the demon woman, and trying to bargain with her, and of course you have a twist with it, at the end of it. Um, the movie do have a lot, a lot of kill scenes, of course. People do die because their souls are taken away, but um, I think there's only like maybe one or two scenes that are like pretty, like where you see blood and blood, you know. 
but it's not like to be honest with you all that. But this movie is it's an enjoyable watch either way. I wasn't sad or disappointed watching this, you know. I hope I'm not sad watching this movie. But I mean, it was enjoyable to watch what for a full moon video what it what it is, and I like the concept, the story of the uh, of what this movie was about anyway. So Stitches from 2001, definitely check it out. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie Self Nazis Must Die. Now this is a movie I grew up during my childhood watching Showtime when they had like a trauma marathon. And this was one of those movies. The movie has two stories to it. One story is about an earthquake happened and you got this older woman with her son. She goes to a retirement home. And you got a second part of the story where... This movie is mostly mainly going to be about these self Nazi gangs that want to control the beach and to have other gang members join them, and pretty much the gang members do not want to join them. Um, as the movie progresses, the self Nazis kill the son of the old of the older woman, of the of the mom, pretty much, and later on in the movie you go find out that she wants revenge. Meanwhile, you got the other gangs in the beach applying to stop the self Nazis, try to take over the whole beach, and it kind of leads to a gang war pretty much. As the movie progresses, later on you finally see the mother of the son that got killed from the Nazis gonna take revenge later towards the movie, towards the end. Now, at first I didn't like this movie because I felt like it was misleading. I always thought that the movie was gonna be like a Death Wish style movie throughout the whole. Once the son died, that the mom would go out and help revenge most of the time in the movie. But, like I said, you get that towards the last act of the film. But when I start realizing it, it is called self Nazis Must Die. And when I think about it, it's pretty much everybody want to kill the Nazis. The Nazi gang, pretty much, of the beach. So, after realizing it, I end up liking this movie much more now than before. You know, I thought... I mean, I didn't... Did not like the movie as a whole when I first saw it. I thought it was an alright movie. But only that part I feel like was misleading about the revenge thing with the mom going out revenge. But like I said, when I realize, when I understand the title, now I like this movie. So Self Noxies Must Die, I say definitely check it out. Give it a chance. It's a good exploitation flick, especially from Trauma. Anyway, peace guys and see you later. Hey everyone, how you doing guys and gals? Um, so now we talk about the remake of Suspiria from 2018. I know the movie been out for a year already, but I wasn't in a rush to see this movie because I, I wanted to take my time before I judged the movie. And um, when it comes to horror remakes, there's a lot of them I do like. Uh, Suspiria 2018, I'm gonna fast forward. I actually enjoyed this movie. Is it better than the original? No, but they did make it their own. And they made it. They did make it different. This is more parts from the original, like the dance school, the foreign student theme, pretty much. But this movie is really, really more drama based, and you do get to the horror elements when we get to the end of the movie. Um, the movie does deal with the the witches, you know, like the three mother saga we know about. But um, the way they set this up was unique. Um, first off, the acting is good. The scenery is good. Um, Definitely the dance numbers are good too, you know. Um, it, it's just so much, like, it's, it's hard to explain because it's like so much added into this movie. It's like, 
was this more drama based on he had the psychologist guy do the investigation when one of his patients just disappeared on him, run out on him pretty much, and he had to figure out what this dance school's about and what his patient that was talking to him about witches. Um, I don't want to spoil anything because even though it was a, old, a movie came out a year ago, it just still, I feel like the concept of the movie where it hit the ending was pretty good, in my opinion. Um, the death scenes are not, there is death scenes, but you get more towards the end. I'll put it like that. Um, I do like the lead actress, um, who plays like the lead, lead heroine character role from how the original was. Uh, she's like innocent looking. Um, the dance instructor is fascinated by her because she's, she could dance and they try to prepare her. You know, for the ceremony, for a ritual, and this dance is part of it. Um, what else I can say about this movie? Um, it's just, it's just, like, it's, it's, it's hard for me to say much because I like, I don't want to ruin anything, though. Um, but oh, okay. Also, let me mention her friend in the movie. She also got her best friend in the movie, just like how the original is. When the friend ended up doing the invest, also doing her investigation about this dance school and trying to tell her the lead actress, like, something's not right pretty much, and, um, and this, this movie, it may not be for everyone, because like I said, this movie's like two hours plus, and it's like so much, so much drama going on, I mean, you have a few deaths you will see in the beginning, but mainly, most of it will come at the end, like I said, um, and it does play out, the movie does play out towards the end, because there is a twist in this movie, which kind of separate the, the new one from the original version of it. Um, as for the lighting, which you see the original, you don't see the lighting in this movie, uh, what makes this period so great, you know, um, you might see a similar lighting effect towards, like I said, again, something you see towards the end of the movie, um, but still, it's not really as much as you see in the original, though, you know, um, so Superior 2018, I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't think this movie's gonna be for everybody, but it's definitely be open-minded about it, I mean, like, to me, I enjoyed it. I feel like the movie will have replay value because the acting is pretty good in this movie, I would say, in my opinion, and the music and the, and the scenario and the story was just like how they try to separate it from the original, but they bought some parts from the original, like I said, like the school and the teachers pretty much and the students theme, but um, mainly it's its own movie, like I don't feel like this should have been called Suspiria, I'm, I'm really sure it should have been called something else. Um, if any movie tried to remake Suspiria, I would say it was this movie by Rob Zombie called The House of Salem. How he tried to do his version of The Three Mothers, and he definitely did a lot of lighting in that movie. Trying to mimic Daddy Argentino's work, which kind of like, to me, kind of fails in all aspects. Because <laughs> The House of Salem did, did it horribly done. But, um, like I said, this would try to have a different title, in my opinion. But like I say, be open-minded and give it a chance if you guys want Peace out, guys and gals. See you later. Hey, guys and gals. How you doing? Today, I'll be talking about the movie Tales from the Hood Part 2. And this is the long-awaited sequel in a horror movie I've been waiting for for a long, long time. And this is also one of my favorite anthology horror movies. Well, when I saw the first movie, it was right in my top five of one of the, my five favorite anthology horror. Um, Tales from the Hood 2 is out now, finally. and um, But we have a different actor playing the devil this time. By the way, this may contain minor spoilers if you haven't seen this movie yet, especially the first movie, then don't waste my time. 
listen to my reviews, go somewhere else. Now, you got the Delroan. This time, he's a, a consultant, consultant of telling scary stories for this corporation with a new project called the Robo Patriot. And they want to put data of all his, of these horror stories into this robot that could be like judge, ju judge, jury, and executioner for people that could be commit future crimes, and that would be the purpose of this robot, which this tie-in story would play a big part at the end. Let me just say, minor spoiler, that tie-in story, that robot, robot patriot, that alone deserves a fucking movie. That alone deserves a spin-off, big time. But just to fast forward a little bit without, without doing any major spoilers, the first story is about a black and white teenage teenage girl, girls going to a negro negro museum. Um, she the white girl wanted this golly doll so bad that she's trying to like steal it. Her first trying to steal it, and of course suddenly the golly doll comes alive. Now the twist ending for this is freaking crazy. You're gonna like this one. Um, the second story is about these gangs that kill this um, preacher, and they run the money. But when they kill him. They, tried, they tried, decided to get this guy who's like a psychic that could channel the dead, but he was like a crooked guy. He'd be sti he's like a fake, pretty much. But then when the gang comes to the channel guy, the channel, they want to hire him to bring the dead guy back to life to possess his body to tell him where the money is. But once the guy, once the fake channel realized that he's doing it in real life, and the guy they, that the gang's killed possessed him, oh yeah, Get ready for major revenge. Um, the third story was, to me, was the weakest, to be honest with you. And at the same time, nothing new. But I didn't enjoy it about these two guys trying to molest these two girls on date night. Trying to do like a porn thing with them. But let's say these two women have their own hidden agenda. Um, the fourth story is a major favorite of mine. Um, about this, it's like a two-in-one story about going to the past and go into the future type of thing, you know. About this man, that he has to make this sacrifice, but what sacrifice did he have to make? He starts seeing the past of his past going into the future, you know. But it's a really good story. That alone I can see as, as another spin-off movie, because I really enjoyed the fourth story a lot. And of course the tie-in story, which I mentioned, which I really enjoyed also. So all five stories, highly recommended it. The, like, the third story was weak, but I still enjoyed it, though. But either way, very enjoyable movie, and Tales from the Hood 2 did not disappoint. After a long-awaited sequel that I wanted, I had my expectation very high and very worth it. And I was very, very pleased with this movie. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today, I'm, I'm just going to give you, like, a thought, my thoughts, not just, like, movie opinion. On this movie is called Tall Girl, and Tall Girl is a movie you can see on Netflix. And uh, let me just say, it's one of those teen drama movies, of course, with comedy added in. And um, let me just say off the back, highly recommend it. Highly enjoyed it. Such a good, fucking enjoyable movie. I, I mean, from beginning to end. And even though the concept is not new about, you got the this outcast. You know, and then later on, the outcast has to build confidence, him or, or herself, in, in this case, herself. And it's about this girl who's tall. And, you know, boys are scared, boys don't like to ask her out, you know, because of her, uh, because of her height. And But there was one guy that really, really likes her, but 
that girl's not seen through him like that. You know what I'm saying? This movie, I would say, is kind of like close to Pretty in Pink, I would say, in my opinion. But or any, or any other teen movies, you know? Because you always have that one boy that really likes this girl, but she doesn't realize it, like, in a way. And to be honest, and I'm kind of like a sucker for teen movies because I was that outcast boy, which is pretty obvious if you see me, how my blogs are and stuff. But, um... Even as a grown up, I mean, still same situation. So I can really feel sorry. I can really feel for, not sorry. I can really feel for that for her male best for her male friend, you know. And she also got another friend. She likes to dance, and she's like building her confidence, you know, like you know. But still, she looks down upon herself, you know, a little bit. I say a little bit, you know. And she, her family is awesome. Got a cool dad, the mom. She's cool too. Like she's like, but she's like a beauty pageant type of mom. And she got an older sister played by Sabrina Carpenter, which she's awesome in this movie. I love Sabrina Carpenter in general because her acting is pretty good. And I feel like she's one of the most underrated actresses of this era, you know. I mean, she should be doing, like, A-plus movies just like Zendaya's doing, you know. She's one of those Disney stars that should be out there. But she's mainly known for being doing Disney and um, playing, like... Like maybe non movies in the theaters, and a lot of mostly also her music career is pretty good, you know, in my opinion. You know, I like her music too, but I feel like she's so underrated in because of the acting aspect, because of the movie aspects of it. It's like she's so good, Sabrina Carpenter, you know. And if you don't know who Sabrina Carpenter is, then let me tell you who she is. You might see her in Girls Meets World, she plays the best friend of the lead girl in the movie, who's Fresh Chavez's daughter, but. She really came I mean, she still looks the same, though, you know. But Sabrina Carter plays, like, the older sister. You know, she's doing the, she's like the beauty pageant contestant. You know, always doing beauty, contest, beauty pageants and stuff. And later on, she gives advice to her younger sister, who's the tall girl. And which is a great chemistry, great relationship between the two. It's just a fantastic um, bond, you know, they have. Anyway, as the movie progresses... You get this high school exchange student who's from Sweden, and a lot of girls like him, even the tall girl. And then that kind of builds up later on when the popular girl steps in and makes this guy her boyfriend. And then later on, the Sweden guy, exchange student, meets the tall girl, and they develop a bond. And then all this, and the relationship kind of like turns a little sour between them later, you know, when she finds out the truth, what he's really about, and... And also can come break up with her friends. And the guy that really likes her, he'll be all sad. But he meets another girl that he will like. But then he got to be truthful with his heart. You know what I'm saying? What, who he really likes, you know? who What girl he really likes the most. But all in all, it's like, it's, I mean, I mean, it's nothing new. You've seen it in a lot of teen drama movies or teen drama comedy. But I feel like this one was so good. And it'd be right up there. I could say you could definitely put this on your top ten of teen drama films, you know? And it's definitely a good movie. I mean, uh, highly recommend it. To any haters, I mean, I just saw some bad reviews for this movie, believe it or not. Like, some. And the ratings for it, to me, I feel like bullshit. Wherever rock you came from, stay in that rock. I, re- I respect everybody's opinion, but in this case, stay in your rock. Stay underneath that rock or live in your bubble because this movie is awesome. Highly, highly recommend it. I know I keep on praising it. But it was such an enjoyable movie, you know. It's been a, been a long time I saw a good teen, com- teen comedy or teen drama. So, Tall Girl, highly recommended, man. You, you're not going to miss out. You will not be disappointed. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals.
Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today we'll be reviewing a horror anthology called Terror Death Revenge. And um, this movie is a pretty much an anthology horror. And um, the, this anthology horror is trying to do like a grindhouse type of thing. You know how they see grindhouse movies? And you always have like trails in between. So they had like classic trails that we see in like the black and white era. And um... For example, with adding these three different um, segments, so that's the they been using. Um, the movie's not long, so it's pretty fast. It gets to the point of each segment. Um, like the first segment is about these two couples have problems with their son. You know, he's seeing things. He's acting strange, like, and they hire this um, psychologist guy trying to see if he could kill the boy. Um, this segment, I actually did enjoy, you know. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that, well, something you can see from the Tales from the Dark Side episode, pretty much. Now, the second segment, I felt like it was the weakest, you know. It was about this woman wondering why her, why her roommate moves out. I mean, it does have a twist to it. But I felt like this one is not all that. It's nothing new, how they set it up. And I feel like it was the weakest, and the way it ended, it was like, uh, blah. Whatever. Um, the last segment was my favorite. I actually liked the uh, two people that was stranded on the road. They hitchhike a ride with a stranger to his place, and you find out that these strangers are kind of like whacked out. But let's just say the couple they picked up, they also got a twist too. One of them got a twist, and I kind of like the last segment much more, you know, because I kind of like when it's like things turn around. You know, what what you see is not what you think, pretty much, type of segment. So, I kind of liked the last segment much more. So, all in all, Terror Death Revenge, I thought it was a decent watch. Definitely check it out anyway. It's not like nothing new, but I thought it was enjoyable for you to sit down and have a popcorn with your friends, you know. It was just chill. Anyway, peace out and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals. How you doing? Today, we'll be talking about the movie The Third Eye. Um, this movie was, was, it came over from Netflix, and if I'm correct, I think this is a thigh horror movie, you know, and, um, let me just say, I see some bad reviews for this movie, but to be honest, I don't care what the haters say, I actually like this movie, I really did enjoy it, and I did like, I did enjoy the twist ended for it, but the way that it is, it's like this movie doesn't end, it's like one twist ended after another twist, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I like this movie, man. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, the movie's about this woman. Her, her parents died in a car accident. And she takes her sister with her, with her boyfriend. And you find out that the, later on, her sister can see dead people, pretty much, that haunted the house, the childhood home. Then the si older sister found out that her younger sister told her that her mom brought her to a witch, like a psychic lady, like a witch lady, pretty much. And then the older sister say, you know what, I want my third eye open too. Just like her younger sister. So once she got her third eye open, she ended up seeing dead people too. And she started being scared. So pretty much the younger sister and the older sister will have to cope with, cope with it and work together how to handle it. With, with, excuse me, with the help of the witch lady also. And start, and trying to stop these um, evil ghosts that's haunted their home. Their childhood home. Um, then as the movie progresses, you start finding out what really happened to this family that haunt their home. 
and you find out more about the family with the third eye, the two sisters, they their background story, and and there's a lot of twist to it that that I did enjoy. But I enjoyed the creepiness and the horror factor of this movie. I mean, I feel like it was really good, good story, good acting. Um, is it original? No, they borrowed stuff from other movies like Insidious, for example, or Cond- or The Conjuring, how they did it. But, you know, I feel like this movie did it well. So The Third Eye is available on Netflix. Check it out now. I feel like you will not be disappointed, in my opinion. Peace, guys, and see you later.